0: What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the Unofficial Therapy Podcast. This is Chris Kane. I'm here with my boy, Coach Frankie T in the building. What's up, Frankie? What up, what up, what up? How y'all doing? Man, I'm over here in fake sunny Miami. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you see the backdrop, <laughs> though? Don't talk about uh, it too much. That. I think it's like oh, cosmopolitan over here. I think so. It might so, be. You know, I feel it fancy. It looks like it. Hey, man. It looks like it. Dude, you could be anywhere you my want. To are good. Hey, don't they? <laughs> We don't, I don't have any by my right. house. We got like regular trees. So this looks like. Oh, come on. Hey, come on, man. You know, it is what that's
1: it is. what it is. You don't have any
0: palm trees? We, <laughs> we have palm, palm trees. trees. They're down, they're down the way. They're down the way. No, nah. that's cold-blooded. Hey, man. You need some palm trees, bro. Listen, don't make me miss Miami more than I do already. Don't, don't do that. You know how Why I feel. just come back, bro. It's not, it's not my time no. yet all in due time you know it's Jay favorite line dog in due time yeah. like that's hey. it's not the time for Miami up, but it's coming you, you'll see I'll me, me you in the me. coast like this
1: I'm ready for you bro
0: about I'm, I'm ready for you we're gonna make it happen oh it's gonna happen all right so everyone who comes on during the quarantine series the first thing we talk about is the whole COVID thing like how you're reacting to it how your family's doing so give us a quick overview of how you and your folks are doing um uh, um, well
1: I'm I'm good you know I got a four-year-old daughter she's been uh, a, a mission to try to keep entertained okay. uh, I think we've watched legit every movie possible bro like I'm like trying to find different things for her to do uh, I found her like a little private gymnastics coach who which has been amazing she loves she loves her I've uh, uh, been trying to teach her how to swim you know a bunch of stuff like that parents are good bro like they're they're trying to, like, make sense of it all. My mom's retired, so she's still getting her check, and she doesn't really care about the money. She's just really, like, you know, staying inside. Sure. And my, my dad owns his own uh, construction business, so, you know, construction's never going to die, but oh, no, no, uh, not he's good. not – never. It, it's never going to die. He's just not as busy as he was before because people,
0: you know, are worried about people being at their house and stuff like that. So uh, <laughs> Can we all come in? Like, um, I don't think any of that nah. is allowed. <laughs> like, <laughs> none of that's allowed. <laughs> Y'all stay in the yard. <laughs>
1: For real. Like, for real, for real. Yeah, so it's cool, though, man. We've been trying to figure it out. As a a business owner, you know, for the whole COVID thing, I've been, like, trying to negotiate rent as much as possible. These landlords out here are not forgiving anything, bro. Like, oh, you're not making any money? We don't care. We want our check. Uh, So that's been a mission, trying to figure that out. But I think I I got, like, a, a cool little situation happening right now. So hopefully we can. You can survive through it.
0: So do you have to like call the mob to get stuff done like that, or are you just walking in there with a nice business um, plan? Call call Ray no, Donovan, dude. Um, like you, you make it happen. Oh,
1: um, I you know you have to like fight tooth and nail, and it's like legit a fight, bro. Like mm. with all the stuff going on, it's weird to negotiate this type of stuff at this time. But like you like walk in and you like you already got your hands up because <laughs> at the end of the day, like yo, they come in to get yours, like no matter right. what. Like if you go out of business, it don't matter to them. You know, right. like the space True. is still the space. You know, um, so if it's a situation where you really can't do it and like they're trying to push you to do something, you just got to say, hey, man, like, I don't got it. Like, oh. that security deposit I paid you, it is what it is. You want to take from that? Cool. I owe you it anyway. Like, I already paid it. I paid it back, you know, when I first moved in. Just make it happen. But, um, but yeah, I, I figured it out. You know, it's, it's business. It is what it is.
0: Listen, it says, sounds like you figured it out. It also sounds like you broke a couple of knees. I'm just telling you what the people here. Let me say, hey, you know, we we handled it. I'm like, Olivia Pope came in, bro. It's like, (laughs) we don't just handle landlords. That's not how money works. Oh, man. Fat Tony took care of it. Don't worry about it. We're good. We're good for six months. But you got to look at it, though, bro, because everybody's in the same boat, you know, like
1: for commercial real estate, right? How many people are really, like, looking to start a business right now? Like, people are closing shops everywhere. So like, if you want to like talk to a tenant that's already in your space and is giving you money on a consistent basis, like
0: we lost Frankie for a second.
1: But um, yeah, like, why would you try to screw your tenant out of money that you could continue to make? You know, like it doesn't it doesn't make sense to like you know talk super tough to the point where you don't even really. Work with them, and you know, fair is fair. Negotiations are negotiations. Nobody's ever going to be happy. Hey, I want this. Yeah. You want that. Mm, let's find somewhere in the middle that makes
0: sense. Right. You know. But, I think I think you you touched on the biggest point is either keep a tenant who's been a good tenant or start over and possibly have no one for the foreseeable future. Like, let's make let's make this be smart. <laughs> be smart about this. It's like don't be don't be a jerk and be like. Risk ten thousand, you don't got ten K, what you gonna do? It's like, what are you gonna do? Like if stupid. Even if I give you five K, that's five more than you would have. So exactly. be reasonable. Just take the rest. Just take the rest from the, the security deposit, we make it happen. It is what it is. Yeah.
1: Cash is the thing right now.
0: That's what's up. So like we talked off scene uh in our pre-show meeting because we're professionals. And we talked about like habits being one of the biggest things that drives you and your clientele during this time. So tell us a little bit more about how you have the habits and the effect habits have like in your life. Yeah, bro. Um, so, you know, like the last couple of, uh, of years, I, I've been making
1: like a, a lot of big changes in my life. And I was started to think about like the adage, um, you know, you are what you repeatedly do, you know? Mm. So in my head, I'm like, you know, if that's the case, like that's, that's exactly what a habit is. Right. Like if I repeatedly do something over and over and over again, those are my habits. So, how can I change my habits to better serve people around me, to better serve my business, to better serve me being a father, to better serve me being a friend, whatever it is, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, in my head, I was like, okay, well, let me read some books on it. Give me some really good examples, ways to kind of piece it together to where I can explain this to anybody, right? Like I can explain this to a kid. I can explain this to one of my clients. I can explain this to my mom or my dad or whatever, whoever, whoever it is, right? Because everybody everybody has a bad habit that they can change, whether it's like smoking or, you know, looking at their phone for too many hours in the day or whatever, whatever it is, you know? So one one of my my biggest uh bad habits was um how much time I spent on my phone, right? Like the screen time aspect Mm -hmm. of it. And it was throwing off my circadian rhythm. It was throwing off my sleep habits. And like I just wouldn't get a full hour of sleep all the way, like a full uh, eight hours of sleep all the way through, you know. So sure. uh, I was like, okay, cool. There's this thing on your phone where you can like change uh, how many hours you have available for your apps. Right? Oh, so that's pretty cool. The, you just go into like the settings and you say, okay, cool. Like I want all my apps to shut down for social media after X amount of time. I want all my apps to shut down for productivity after X amount of time, and we like go from there. So, in my head, I was like, okay, I read this book about uh, the science of happiness, and they said anything over 30 minutes for social media is a detriment to your
0: psychology, like the happiness wow. of your psychology. A lot of sad so, people in the world, there. Wow. A, lot, a lot of sad people. 30 oh. minutes is like the first 30 minutes in most people's days. They wake up and start swiping it's and boom, so, It's
1: insane, bro. They it's consume all platform. of that stuff. Yeah. Legit. I make a lot of money off of social media, so for me, it was like, oof uh, how do I do this? You know? So right. I'd be super quick. I'd be more efficient. Like I post something cool. Don't look at any of the notifications. Um, I basically set mine at 15 minutes and then after the 15 minutes, I gave myself like another one, one refresh. And then like, it completely shuts down, Um mm-hmm. uh, for all my productivity apps, it was two hours. Um, uh, so like if I'm on my phone, you know, sending an email or if I'm like, you know, checking a bank statement or whatever it is after that everything shuts down. So like, it made me put my phone down more because it was really annoying to try to like go back in and try to change the settings or whatever it is. I went from, I went from like six hours a day on my phone to like three and it made a world of difference when it came to my sleep habits. I was like, dang, like something so simple as that like can change how I sleep and how I recover and how like uh, how inflamed I am in, in life. Like what other things do I need to be doing to like, you know, make, make my, myself a, a better human being, make myself a better father To make myself a better businessman or whatever the situation. is. So, um, yeah, man, it's, so. it's cool. It's cool when you start to get to the science of it, because we,
0: we really are like creatures of habits, bro. Like it is what it is. So you said you gained about three hours from not being on social media. What do you do with that extra three hours a day now? Uh, reading uh, audiobooks like crazy. So like on my
1: way to, on my way to work, I try to, uh, maximize my time for my morning routine so first thing i do wake up in the morning turn my alarm off uh brush shower uh try to make breakfast and then i start my my uh, audiobook Mm. and audiobook goes right into the car with me and i have like a 30-minute commute to work so i listen to at least 30 minutes of the audiobook trying not to listen to like any like you know negative music or you know, a lot of times like the music that we grew up to like in the 90s was just like so detrimental, bro. Like Yeah. It's so detrimental. It was just like we love it, right? Like oh yo, the beat slaps and you know, yo, these lyrics are hard, like, oh that's super clever, like the wordplay, like all that stuff. But I'm just trying to like, you know, flood my my uh my brain with other things that I think can help me grow and proliferate rather than like try to demean me, you know. Yeah. So um yeah, so I did the 30 minutes of uh of of the, the audio book. Um, and I really just try to get my time back, bro. Like this stuff that, that I want to learn or stuff that, um, I feel like I wasn't paying attention to, you know, try to be, uh, uh, more present with my daughter. So I'm not on the phone as much, you know, or, um, cooking more, you know, just so I'm not eating out all the time, you know, just stuff like that, bro. Like stuff that you, you, you find valuable, um, but it's really easy to get complacent if. You're like busy with, you know, sending an email or sending a text message or, sure. um, you know, trying to trying to chase that, that next dollar or whatever, what have you, whatever it
0: is. It can, it can always wait, is what I'm trying to say. So, is this something that you've imparted on your friends and family? Or are they averse to this discipline or this restrictive kind of social lifestyle? Um, so,
1: my, my daughter, I restrict the amount of time she spends in front of a TV in general. Mm. Um, but that's just because I feel like you know kids don't need to be in front of a computer for that long. <laughs> it's just good parenting. <laughs> just, it's just me I'm being like, a good parent. Like you've been there for two hours. You you need to stop. Like <laughs> we we watch one movie, one, and that's it. Like, like you, need to, you need to go
0: outside. Out part No, nah.
1: no, nope. nah, tomorrow. <laughs> outside. Let's go swimming. Let's go do something active. Let's do something. Right. Um, but yeah, my my parents. My parents, you know, again, they came from that, that era where they they, they watch TV all the time. And I'm like, yo, why don't y'all, you know, go do some? Pops, why don't you come to the gym? We'll work out. You know, like, you know, just trying to, like, instill some more in them. Um, they do a really good job of waking up super early, like, ungodly times, early in the morning to go walk for, like, an hour or two hours that's uh, cool. together. So that's cool. It's a cool situation for them because they, they, they built a routine. They built it a habit, that's their habit that they've had since... You know i was in middle school so you know i'm 28 but yeah. um a situation for them where they get to talk together they get to you know really hash out a bunch of stuff that happened in their day they're getting some to exercise together they get the to endorphins together right. um so it's a it's a cool way for them to bond and um i a, definitely a definitely a definitely good habit for them so um yeah just just you know self-help self-development um you know trying to work on my mom's sweet tooth but it's gonna take some time <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> Listen, there's, there's so much stuff in the world for people who have sweet teeth now, like all these different additives and you can like, you can, you can make it sexy now. There's, that's a, You mentioned the cooking thing earlier and something you hopped into with this extra time. And I think that's, for, for most people, like eating out is a big deal, but also eating right. well is a big deal. And right. I don't think anyone, there's people who have natural cooking abilities. We know that. Like they just they have a palate. They just they can measure with their eyes and that kind of thing. But baking is literally following instructions. Like, can you can you read that you can bake? It's <laughs> put and two down. tablespoons of baking soda. You're like, oh no! It's like, <laughs> it's can like, I measure this out? Does this work? Oh no! It's like, <laughs> it's like dude, put it in. It's fine. Like, they give you all yeah. the things. So, the idea yeah. that you can't find better options to eat, or the biggest thing people always say is, I don't have time. That's right. what I've heard. Well, I've been a trainer since 2010. Oh, sorry. Oh, wait. I'm lying. Long time. And it's like, oh yeah, I wanna. I, I'm a good cook, but I don't have time to cook. And now you have time. You don't have yes, an
1: excuse.
0: Yes. <laughs> it's like yeah, you it have is. an excuse, but to learn. All you need is really five to ten good items, and you just switch out one component. Like take one veggie out, new veggie in, whole new meal. <laughs> like, you change the game. Like no Brussels sprouts wow. tonight. We have a zucchini. It's like oh, oh no. There it is. Change yeah. the game. Oh. For room,
1: real. and what's around you bro like what what's in your refrigerator like you're hungry you look in the refrigerator if you got a bunch of snacks and junk food you go eat the snacks and junk food don't have that around you like what are you doing so don't good. even go to the store <laughs> don't even look at it don't buy it like if you don't buy it you won't eat it that's true so it, it's it's uh it's crazy man like and that the, to speak to the time thing right like you know again That extra time that I got back from being on my phone or having screen time, you got time to cook. You got time to to learn a a new language. You got time to, you know, do all of these things that you're like, oh, I don't have time to do this. But no, no, you really do. You're just spending it doing stuff that's aimless or stuff that's not bringing you any joy or it's not making you happy. You know. So, but yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, my um my mentors say time is a issue of priority, not not like a resource. Cause like, and we've all been in a situation. I don't want to delve into your dating life unless you want to, it's fine. People want to hear it on the pot, but (laughs) um, we've all heard people say, Oh, I don't have time to date. I'm too busy to have somebody in my life. And when I hear that my immediate thought is no one's that busy. Like you just don't have, you just don't prioritize dating or you want to put yourself above everyone, everyone else, which is fine. Like it's cool to be selfish and do your own thing sometimes like no one's it, whatever. But to be like, I just don't have time. It's like, you don't want to make time because you that's make different. time for the things that you want to make time for. for
1: sure. That's just the way that. it is.
0: So that's that's a red flag. That's one of my red flags. But I hear it date one, date two, I'm just like, mm, ah! <laughs> 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 out of there, Like it's yeah. sorry, this is not going to work out. Like you already told me. I hear you. Bro.
1: I hear I you. I mean, I, I, for, for the dating stuff, you know, for me, you know, I have a I have a, a daughter, I'm a single father, you know, so um it's a situation where between the business and you know having a, a daughter, I don't necessarily prioritize uh a girl unless I see a lot of potential. And that's then true. that has to check off a lot of a lot of things for me. You know, like it can't just be like, Oh yeah, damn, she's sexy. But big, do I want deal. her <laughs> I want her raising my kids though? That's true. <sighs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So like I'm just like <laughs> No, nope.
0: no, nope. don't got time for that. Don't got time for this, you, <laughs> you know. Just, you're really rocking girls. Yeah, like ah, <laughs> ah you know. <laughs> uh,
1: but you're I could really be choosing you know? <laughs> yeah, I could be TV, you know. And the same way for for them, like if they if they're like, oh you no, know, you've got a kid. That's too much baggage. I'm like all right, yeah, they'll kick rocks. I'm out. Like you feel me? So um, but yeah, like I I don't got time for all, for all that for specific situations you know like you don't see value, you know young black men educated, like you like to say black and educated, you know hey man, uh, you see the
0: shirts bro, know, they out here shirts yeah, still won't stay you know,
1: like you like to say you know uh hard working dedicated, you don't see value in that hey man kick rocks we we moving
0: it's 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 definitely a situation, like you're in Miami, so like it's oh so it's, it's a rough one out there, you know like it's yeah' cause it's Sodom and Gomorrah because you have Literally every type of person available to, to you, really. But there's right. tiered scales of finances, and then there's people's baggage, and then it's you know availability. There's a lot of factors that go into it. But like you said, if it was just a sexy thing, then it would just be hard to make a choice. Let's just be honest. Sure. You just yeah. do this, sure. and it's like, <laughs> what's going on? Yeah. But, to, but to to vet somebody out to be in your life, I think is such a critically important thing. Like who you choose to spend a life with. And this is something I've talked about recently with my parents and my brothers and stuff. He's like, man, you getting old, man. When you go get some roots? And I'm like, hey, fam, get off me. You know what I'm saying? First and foremost, mm-hmm. get off the my back. Like, I'm Bro. living my life. But it's something I've thought about probably this year, pre-Rona, which is like, I guess, the first two months of the year, basically. Because right. like, right. like, like, my birthday's in February. So it's like when I hit my brain, th- I'm like, you know what? Maybe it's time to really start Coming around to that side, because up to this point, I'm trying. I'm literally trying to like make it happen. I'm right, doing okay. scripts and I'm doing jokes and I'm trying to get a comedy room off the ground. I'm doing a lot of things. Right. Focus exactly. on me because yeah. you, you you've been in California. You know what it is out here. But yeah, then it's yeah. like, all right, who do you want to share like a life with? Right. And that's that's the first question. And then like obviously there's more checkpoints and there's dating and there's vetting and that goes on after that. But the first part is am I ready for that? And then what do I want? What do you want is I'm sure you've read that in many of your books. Like, what do you want is it drives your intention and your intention drives your actions, your actions drive your results, right? Like it's, for sure. they move in that kind of, it sounds linear and this could be big gaps in between all this stuff, but if you know what you want, (laughs) you start moving towards what you want, then you get to what you want. That's like, and also, you got to understand, like, your, 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 what you want is organic,
1: right? right? Like, what you, what you wanted at 17 ain't what you want right now.
0: <laughs> uh, 17 was dangerous, bro. <laughs>
1: you know what I'm saying? You know, like, it's organic, bro. Like, and, you know, even for me, you know, like, from 22 to, to 28,
0: yeah. the
1: way I view women or the way I view relationships, like, I don't necessarily want a, a, a trophy wife. Like, I don't want a girl that just looks good, you know? Like, I don't want that. I want a partner, you know, like, Hey, you got my back. Can you, can you water me when I need to be watered? You know, like, can you support me when I need to be supported and vice versa? Like, can I support you and your dreams so you can be happy and do what you need to do? You know? So I think that's true for any type of relationship, friendship, you know, you know, romantic relationship, you know, your relationship with your parents, whatever it is. Sure. Uh, If you're not really there for them, are you, are y'all really friends or like, are y'all really, you know, doing anything, you know? So, but yeah, definitely without a doubt.
0: It, it it'll definitely evolve for sure. But I say I've, I've I've known you since you were about twenty two. So like I I remember yeah. I remember <laughs> young, young coach, tight shirt <laughs> walking walking in like like why like why like, do like, like, like you walk sideways, bro? Turn turn your shoulders off. <laughs> turn your traps cool. and shoulders off, sir. No one wants to be in that so, stuff. I like, can't. So, bro, I was like, I was like, hey, turn your neck off too, fam. Like, hang on that neck stuff up when you walk in the door. So, like, um, from that point to this wow. point, like, to see the evolution in you, I think, is, is dope. Because, like, you were always ambitious like that. Like, like even as a trainer, like, when you're training out. But, like, when you first came on the scene post-college, you came in moving. I was like, all right, that dude's moving. I didn't know where you were going to go. Like, I didn't know where we end up. But I said, right. I can tell he's ambitious. I can tell. He's a little cocky. That's cool. Uh, but, he's, but, he's, but I can tell you he's also like he's good people, and that's right. probably from coming from good stock, having good folks around you, and like, right. like that was evident even when you were walking around with with your chest out. Like it was.
1: <laughs> You're silly, bro. <laughs> you know. So I, I think the ambition thing just comes from more of like the the whole athlete aspect of it, bro. Like I, I grew up an athlete. I started playing football when I was seven. So. Mm. You know, the whole competition aspect of things is always in me, you know. So uh on top of that, you know, once you're great at something, it's really hard not to be try not to try to be great at everything, you know. Like I talk about cooking, right? Like I brought that up. Yo, I'm a dope ass cooker, like I'm a I'm <laughs> a I am fire in the kitchen, bro. Like what? you know I you playing I'll be, there? You shuffling it up, you know, like, like uh, doing a little soy- salt, <laughs> man. <laughs> You know, it's hard, it's hard not to, to want to compete in everything and, be, and not even compete with other people, but compete with myself to, to try to be better, you know. Um, but yeah, that's just I, I think that's been instilled in me from, you know, my parents. Obviously, my, my dad has been a pivotal part of my life um, just from, you know, his lectures. And there's probably like four lectures that I heard over and over and over and over and over and <laughs> over and over again growing up, you know. Um, from him and then you know my mom my mom was more on like the, the education side of things my mom was a teacher for you know 35 plus years mm. um again recently retired like I said but you know I had I had both of them in my life that really kind of shaped me so um yeah man it, it's uh I feel like ambition I need to have when we're t- talking about the spouse thing or talking about like um, you know the relationship aspect of things. They have to have that innate uh, ambition and not yeah. want to give up. Because I feel like in nowadays market, right? Like people are like, oh, one
0: thing went bad, divorce. You know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know. Well,
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> might as well scrap that. Throw that out the window.
0: That was a that was a
1: good two months. Deuces. <laughs> Deuces, bro. Like I, it's, it blows my mind. I'm like, yo, like if you want anything great, you gotta work for it. You know, if you want anything valued, you have to work for it. And if you don't, if you don't work for it, you're never going to value it. It's like, okay, cool. I, I, I self-made, uh, built my business to a million dollars. All right. How much am I going to value that as opposed to, you know, oh yeah, my dad made this business. I'm just going to walk into it and say, okay, cool dad, Thanks for giving me the ropes. All we're going to do X, X, next. You know, like you're going to move different if you built it from scratch and it took you a long time as opposed to just walking into the, the the situation. So, uh, yeah, man, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta have that mentality when it comes to relationships too, you know? So
0: it's a, it's a, it's a simple little adage that kind of applies to all this, that the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. And this that came up, and this came up in my pod with uh, Maria last week, cause she talked about it and I felt that cut across everything because like you're competitive in sports, you're competitive with yourself. You competitive as a trainer, and I think that gets vilified in the media. I know we're watching the Michael Jordan series now, and people yeah. are seeing that It's like, could that fly nowadays? And whatever social media, the world's different. Yeah. It is it's a different world. But that yeah. drive is what Pele had. That's what Usain Bolt was. LeBron has that. He's just like he's better at like masking it. Like LeBron yeah, has the same. It. LeBron has all that same stuff. We've seen LeBron yell at Mario Chalmers. We all seen it. We've seen it, like on, but he's his overall persona is nicer. He's a nicer person, probably, than Jordan is. But his drive is this him in high school, like that's there seems to be something to like giving your all to something. And if that one thing doesn't work, like you just reappropriate that energy and you're going forward. And when you build something from nothing, then it, that's why I Jeff Bezos is going to be a trillionaire sooner than later. And he I, don't isn't know, right I, now,
1: bro.
0: I don't know, I don't know, I don't know all Amazon's practices and all that, but I know some people like during my 20 minutes of social media, uh, I saw people <laughs> like, Oh man, this is opulence. This is too much. And I'm like, this dude started his garage though. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> he had a, a handwritten sign and 25 years later is the richest dude in history. Like, it's like on some level, I can't hate on him. Like, I right. mean, what he did with his ex-wife and his side chick, whatever. We can get into the tabloid yeah. stuff. Like, there's probably some he didn't right. move as smart as he probably should have moved. Like, right. come on, man, be better. But right. on the business side, what can I say about that? Because yeah. he showed, like, I remember Amazon just being books and getting bodied by eBay, and That's- and you not know, like they weren't. Who care about Amazon now? Yo, you got Amazon. Yo, two days, son. Same day, they got drones dropping stuff off. Like,
1: right, yeah.
0: It's, it's a, I don't know. Like, he's a, he's a American story, minus sure. the, the parts of business that people don't like. Right. So, I mean,
1: and you're, like, you're not going to make everybody happy, too. You know. So, like, right. it's a situation where you look at, you know, Steve Jobs starting in his garage. You know, Jeff Bezos, like you said, starting in his garage with a hand, a handwritten sign. You know. So when you start thinking about these things, you know. Jeff Bezos, Steve Jobs is you. Or Jeff Bezos, Steve Jobs is me. Like, sure. you know, Dr. Uh, Doctor Seuss, he was laughed at before, like, that's serious. He, he was laughed at before he, he became one of the biggest kids book writers True. ever. True. Of all time. Yeah. You hear Dr. Seuss in a school and people are like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Cat in the Hat. Oh yeah. You know, like, and these iconic yeah. characters for, yeah. for forever, you know. This is going to live for for way past like, I mean, obviously, past his lifetime already, but like, you know, and, and then, and then, and then some, you know. So, um, yeah, you got to love that ambition, bro. And it, it, never, it never leaves you. So, like, if you're looking for, you know, like I said, the, the spouse situation where they're ambitious as well as you're ambitious, like, you know, if you both are ambitious, it doesn't matter what it is, no matter right. what the bucket is and what you prioritize, which is the other thing, right? Like, so, like, you talk about Jeff Bezos and his wife. Did Jeff Bezos prioritize his wife the same way he prioritized Amazon?
0: I mean, I think early on, probably, but then once Amazon started blowing, I think it probably got fractured. If I had to go. You get know what
1: I'm saying? Like, I yeah, don't, there's a bunch.
0: Yeah. Of, <laughs> yeah. I,
1: yeah, exactly. I'm just saying. Yeah. But, you know, that's one That's one bucket of it, right? Like, sure. he, he, he's competitive in the financial aspect of it. You know, what about the relationship aspect of it? What about the spirit? Because I don't know Jeff that was. What about the spiritual aspect of it? There's all these like different buckets that you can look at. You're like, okay, well, you know, I'm really pouring a lot into the financial, but, you know, my relationship and my spiritual aspect are, you know, they're dwindling. You know, like how can we revamp and re, re, uh, reconfigure ways to like get back into the other two buckets without, you know, losing the financial aspect right. you know or you know and there's other people that only focus on the spiritual and then the other stuff they just kind of ignore or they only focus on the relationship where the relationship becomes their god and we all know that falls apart too you know so like yeah. it, it's uh it, it's interesting like i hate to say it like in buckets because they're, they're really intertwined uh-huh.
0: <laughs> like, like buckets is an interesting way to say it yeah i hate like, to say that
1: they're, they're really intertwined right like you can take your spouse to church with you or you know whatever faith you believe and you know you can get money with your spouse like there's nothing wrong with that sure. um you can make money in church like i know a guy who created a, a bible app and That's he's dope. he making or a, stud, a study bible app and he's making a crazy amount of money off of you know the bible you know so um yeah so it's not like i said there's no there's no reason why you can't intertwine all of them but I just feel like if you look at them in, in those buckets standpoints, you can really kind of configure your life. Like to say, OK, well, you know, I'm competitive here. Why am I not competitive in these other things? You know, I'm, I'm ambitious here. Why shouldn't I be ambitious in these other things? You know, so you just really need to reapply a lot of those principles to yeah, the other buckets to kind of stay well-rounded.
0: You know, I think it's a big deal. What you're saying, actually, like it ties into a previous pod because we do we do cross promotion here. Um, yeah. It's called the, the four burner theory which I think I probably did like maybe a year or so ago. And it's like, you say, you're saying buckets, we say burners in this way of saying it. So like the stove tops have four burners generally. So it's like your business, it's your family, it's your singular like person well-being, and I think it's like association, whatever. And pretty much their theory is only one burner can be fully operational at, at any given time. But that's how you get great at something so like if you're competitive in football during football season that takes priority over your friend's birthday party over hey your wife changed your hair maybe you didn't notice it immediately or oh, i haven't seen my mom in a couple weeks whatever but then like when that ends another burner like hey babe so i've been out of commission for the last couple months let's take a quick trip just you and me let's turn that burner up a little bit more now football's come down relationship comes up hey it's my mom's birthday mom's day whatever Mom, let me come home and make you breakfast in bed. Like, so it's like you're always trying to like turn them on. But if you have all four burners on at the same time, then it's like being a jack of all trades, but a master of none. Like, yeah, right. everybody's all right, but nothing's great. Businesses, aye. Friendships, cool. But I'm not balling in any particular facet. And the yeah. idea of this is actually I think they say four burners because also seasonal too is four seasons too, right? So like there's a season for everything. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an interesting way to kind of think about how to allocate your time, because right. I think people want to do everything. That's the biggest thing I hear being in California and in Miami. Right. People want to do everything, all the time. Yeah, I want to do everything. I want to have it all. I want to be super mom, like work seventy hours and be with my kids and make love to my husband and be sexy It's like, all right, sometimes husband, you may have to go to the den by yourself. All right, I don't got you tonight. I'm sorry. You're working twelve hours. You might miss a soccer game to right. close a deal to move y'all to a better neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? Like there's, there's a time and a place for all of it. There's no reason like logically to try to do everything at the same time, except to try to please everyone, not to right. get the best outcome, which is what the goal should be <laughs> to right. be the best at my job or to be the best mom in this situation. Your kid's birthday is a good, I a good example of being a good right. parent. Like right. this yeah. is your day. I'm shutting everything else down. Phone down. Like, Guest list, balloons. This is your day, babe. Like we got you. But tomorrow I'm going back to work. Yeah, (laughs) because your season's over. (laughs) See you next year. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I mean, I mean, again, it's that juggle, right? Like how much, how well can you juggle? What, what kind of habits can you instill to try to keep? You know, you say the burners, right? You can keep one burner working for a lot of the energy that you bring out for the day, but you know the other burners can be a little bit lower. So like I like that analogy. Um, but yeah, you, you, you definitely have to instill some, some habits to, to make sure that oh, those <laughs> those burners don't, don't fizzle out. Cause man, you say, you you say you, you don't tell your wife or your girlfriend that
0: you love them, you know, every single day. Oof. <laughs> it's like, Hey, uh, I, I'm going to work. Did you forget something? No, nah, I got my keys. I got my wallet. I got my lunchbox. Now nah, I think I'm good. Oh, so, so you're good. Okay. <laughs> it's like, okay. Why you mad? why you mad? (laughs) What what I do?
1: Yeah, come back home, you ain't got no girlfriend no more.
0: (laughs) Come back home, you have stuff in a box to the left (laughs) at that beyond. (laughs) (laughs) Like
1: you know what it is though? Like
0: like you mentioned uh the habit thing. I think that falls into this. I just finished this book called Boundaries, uh, which is written by a psychologist and a and a pastor. So like or former pastor. I don't know if he's still practicing. So it's interesting because they get the it's very heavily like Christian, like the pastor, like he's every other passage is and first Luke said God. And he's like right. you, you you gotta get you gotta get through that substantial Christian lean. Um right. if that's not what you even if you subscribe to it, it's like cause they're giving you psychological elements, but they're trying to like make it secular and religious at the same time. So like the book yeah. flows, it's like a three hundred and something page book, whatever. But exactly. they're but they're saying the habits you need to implement are setting boundaries in certain areas of your life. Yeah. And it's, the biggest boundary is the boundary with yourself, is knowing what you're capable of and not overreaching on your own end. Then it's boundaries yeah. with your spouse, where it's like, if they do something that you don't like, you don't just let it ride for the sake of quiet because now you're, that boundary is interfering with your own boundary, right? Okay. You're being infringed on. So it's like you said, hey babe, I know you're going through a lot at work. I didn't like the way this situation went down, in the future can we try to like separate work from home and then you said if you don't but you have to stand on the boundary though because people right. talk about lose my number whatever yeah. never again and then they flake on that. the boundary right. only works if it actually separates a situation if you say <laughs> if you come home again and go straight to the bar and don't talk to the kids and me then we're going to my sister's house and you come home the next day and do it and you're still sitting there like Man, we talked about this. Then you didn't do the boundary, right? The boundary right. has to be what it has to be, and it's boundary with yourself, with your spouse, boundary with friends, family. Right. All these things have to be set in place. But once they're set in place, it's like disciplining a kid or a puppy or something. It's like it becomes a thing. It's like, oh, this is uh this is this is this is Frankie's meditation time between seven and eight p.m. I can't. Right. I hit him up at eight That's like they just have to fall in line with whatever the boundary is. But the problem is that people set boundaries verbally but they don't have the conviction behind it to actually like follow through with it for real for real and that's for when sure. people start compromising their own interests and yeah. then it gets dicey from there and this is not a psych pod yeah. but it does like kind of spill out of control after that
1: yeah for sure yeah i mean i uh, i mean it's like having <laughs> It's like having the speed limits, right? Like, yep. <laughs> you, you got, you got. oh, it's 50 miles an hour. Okay, well, you know, maybe I'll go 65. Right. And if everybody that goes 65 starts getting tickets, hey, man, um, at some point in time, everybody's going to start to fall in line. And nobody's going to be yep. going over 51, you
0: know? So, oh, okay. yeah. no better.
1: Right. Like, it's like driving through Pinecrest in Miami. People that know <laughs> Miami, <laughs> you, don't, you don't speed in Pinecrest. That's not a good idea. how a corner like this. this? Yep, you. Pull over. Let me get that. That's
0: six cop cars on your tail. It's like, I was going 31. What's the speed limit? No like?
1: matter. 30. <laughs> Give me all your money. <laughs> <laughs> you they
0: you put both their hands in your pocket. <laughs> are, you going with, are you going with two hands to get my speedy money? That's a little bit outrageous. Like, I need both. I, <laughs> like, I got paid for my kids' private school, so this is not
1: in these streets. For real,
0: bro, for real. But thats I think that's, yeah. a, that's a very simple example, but I think it's a true one. Where there's, I don't know where I heard this from. I mean, this has been recycled many times. It's like people treat you the way you condition them to treat you, right? So if you say, oh, so-and-so keeps disrespecting me, on some level, you're complicit in that, like you allowed it to keep happening because you right. either stayed around the person who disrespected you or you just... You just you lower your own self worth to a sense that you're like, well, maybe I deserve this, but you can't then complain that that person kept doing it because it was never checked. Right. <laughs> it's like, hey, yeah. don't disrespect me. It's not that hard. Like it's like if I did this to you, how would you feel about it? It's like, oh, you're right. But if you just hold resentment, and then like after six months, it just blows up. You always disrespect me. It's like, whoa, we could have while we blowing up. Yeah. Didn't need to be a blow up. We could have had this talk two months ago. Four months ago, whatever. And this goes both ways. Like, guys do it too. I see, because I'm a comic, I see everything through somewhat of a comedic lens. And (laughs) the number of married dudes I talk to who are like, hey, man, don't get married, man. My wife is killing me, yada, yada, yada. Miserable, man. Yeah. I'm like, but dude, this is 20 years. Like, have y'all ever had a real talk? Like, never. Why why are you in the gym until 9 p.m. and you got off work at five? 'Cause you do you just don't want to go home for four hours, it's like, oh I'm at the gym, she knows what I do. And it's like, I think I should talk. <laughs> yeah, <for laughs> it shouldn't sure. be it shouldn't be like this.
1: For sure. But that communication aspect of it too is huge. But yeah. I feel like it happens with women too though, man. Like, yeah. you know, obviously you work in the gym, like I've I've worked in the gym as well. Like there's women that are like, Oh, you know, I wish my husband would just touch me. And I'm like, <laughs> Why are you telling me I'm not him? <laughs> You're on the third set, like okay, cool. Like maybe you should pick up your phone after this and, and be like, hey, babe, like we need to go do something. Like don't tell me. So you got eight help. more reps.
0: You got eight more push-ups. Why are you telling? <laughs> I just talk- <laughs> <laughs> uh, push-ups what? first. Yeah,
1: <laughs> like don't talk to me about it. I don't. I don't care.
0: Like I ain't your shrink. Um, you got an R though. As like as a trainer though, you're kind of like a bartender. You are,
1: you are, but then it's the same idea, right? Like the more you allow that type of stuff to happen, the more you become the psychologist or the psychiatrist, yeah. rather than you being able to say, "Hey, these are the results that you want." Right. You pay me to do a job, sure. right? Like, and part of the job again, you have to be cordial. You know, if they really need to be listened to, you listen to them. <laughs> but it's like if it's like a, it's an everyday
0: thing. Hey, hey, hey girl. Hey, man. It's like yeah, y'all, go, I, y'all go, figure that out. I just feel like for me, all right, you got nine more squats. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> ain't, ain't no one hearing this for me. Shut it down. Facts. Shut it down. That's Facts,
1: bro. <laughs> oh, I don't want to hear none of that. You want to lose how much body fat? It ain't gonna be. It for
0: me it ain't gonna work. Like it's not gonna work. For me, it'll be so much easier if he was nicer to me. It's like, oh, that would that would be. So that that you had on the way in, that ain't got nothing to do with it. Yeah. It's like
1: no. no. It was hey, a
0: skin. It was a baby donut. Those don't count.
1: <laughs> we're doing as many reps as you can do in one minute. You could talk. Oh, we we're not working hard enough. <laughs> <We're back. laughs> I think I
0: think I think for sure like early in my career as a trainer, it, it started switching over a little bit later because I'm, I'm like my background in schools and like psychology and that kind of stuff. So it's naturally a part of how I move anyway. But right. there was times when these were just full on therapy sessions. I can't even front. Like yeah. it would just it would be maybe two sets of like deadlifts, a set of pull ups. I'm like, hey, this, we're doing pulls today. And then like that second set of pull ups, they get like two reps in and just step down. I can't. I just got yeah. like going on. I'm just like, tell me about it. I'm here for you. But really, I wanted to finish those pull ups, but it's yeah, too late man. now. Like I've already let the cat out of the bag and I'm sitting right. there for twenty minutes with a with a you can let this towel like yeah you got it you straight up yep. all right and i'm just yeah. looking at my watch like yeah we definitely lost this session yeah <laughs> this is a mistake and
1: those types of things also build camaraderie right like as a as a yeah. personal trainer you kind of have to have that right like you have to have that that versatility and I, you know i, I say that jokingly because like i definitely I definitely uh, will conform to certain things like that, especially if we're talking about like habit breaking, right? Like I talked about working with my clients with that type of stuff. I'll give you an example. I won't say the girl's name, but- Please don't. Um, <laughs> it's my might be a subscriber. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, me. My, my, my <laughs> How does he know? <laughs> um, don't want that we, lawsuit. Yeah, we, we were like having a conversation and she tried to cancel on me. Her session was at like 12. She tried to cancel on me at like four in the morning, or 4.30 in the morning. And I wake up at five every morning, so like I, I see the text message and I'm like, hey, so you know our sessions at twelve. Why don't you get some sleep? Um, I know you say you want to cancel. That's not going to happen. You're going to show up. <laughs> um, and you know I really just willed her. I was like, look, if we if we can't work out really hard, then we'll work on other things. We'll work on mobility. We'll work on some other stuff that I saw that was an issue during your assessment. She's like, oh okay, I'll come. So she shows up um uh, we hop on the table and you know i'm working on like different things for her hamstrings you know one like's a little bit you know, more flexible than the others we're doing that right. type of stuff and then i just start asking her questions about her diet because we're looking to lose weight mm-hmm. and she's like ah, oh, you know i just can't stop eating junk food and i'm like okay well you you think the junk food is the thing that's making you not sleep and she's like yeah probably and i'm like mm, okay so then like you know, I started diving in a little bit more. I'm like, okay, well then, like, what are you eating? Like, why do you feel the need to eat certain things? Like, well, you know, at nine o'clock, I go to CVS and I eat. Uh, I I buy a pack of Oreos and I eat a whole row to myself. And I'm like, a row? At, that's impressive. I'm like, yeah, you know, like at nine o'clock, like that's that's excessive, right. like. Oh, a whole, and you feel the need to get in your car. It's not even at your house. Like it's not in like the pantry. You walk downstairs, and you know, oh, these Oreos. You know, like, the aura behind. Oh, you know, you grab the Oreos and give it to me,
0: baby. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 Ore- <laughs> and,
1: <laughs> the Rick James Oreo. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm thinking about. It. I'm like, mm, nah, that's not right. So I'm like, okay, so like, why do you, why do you feel the need to go to these situations, or why do you feel the need to go out, of get out of your house, get dressed, get in your car, drive however many minutes to get to the store, walk down that aisle to pick up those Oreos. Right, it's a lot of effort. Take out, it's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of barriers that go with that. Um, instead of just going to sleep, go to sleep. You know, like,
0: <laughs> I it's already 9.30. <laughs> just go
1: to sleep, you know, and it solves both problems. You don't eat and you, you sleep more. Um, but, yeah, you, it got to a point where Oreos. I was like, why, why, uh, why do you feel the need to do that? And she was like, oh, well, I, I don't know. I was like, well, so when did the habit start happening And she was like, I guess when I was 20, she was like in her mid thirties. And I was like, oh, okay. So like what happened in your twenties that made you feel the need to start eating a bunch of junk food? And she's like, well, I guess I had uh, autonomy. Uh, Like I didn't have any control over my, what I ate before. So I felt like this was a way for me to get freedom. So, you know, in my head I was like, okay, this is freedom, but then there's also freedom in eating healthy, you know? So like Mm -hmm. I was like, there's a bunch of, yeah, it's just, it's mindset, right? Like. Um, so there's a bunch of stuff that happened to her, you know, psychological-wise. She got, you know, clinically diapre- uh, uh, diagnosed with depression and some other stuff. Right. And um, I was like, look, you need to talk to your therapist. I'm not in, You know, <laughs> I think – I definitely am I'm not him. I'm not certified in this stuff. And this sounds, like, way bigger than whatever situation – you know, if we would have found, like, something like, oh, you know, I, I get this craving and this happens, and I would have been like, okay, we can nip this in the bud. We good. Right. But this goes – like deep to so like 15 years ago, whew, uh, that ain't me, baby. You know, like, you. Need, like I'm, I'm old gonna, bull,
0: baby. I don't, I don't know this. There's no MD at the end of this. sentence. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh,
1: that, that ain't me. So you, I, I obviously refer out to somebody that, that does this for a living. So, um, yeah, for her, I was like, look, you definitely need to see this person. But yeah, so like, I guess there's boundaries with it. Like if we can find a way where we can help, you know, um, to a certain extent, like it's the same idea for like dietitians, right? Like I can't come out here, take your blood lipid panel, be like, okay, you're deficient in zinc and your your triglycerides are a little high here, and that's not what you, you know, that's not what I do. They but if awake. you tell me the you tell me the results, and I'm like, okay, well, what are you eating? And you tell me a bunch of fries in McDonald's and McDonald's, I'm like, hey, you probably you probably shouldn't eat that if, if that's fries. the case. <laughs> Is,
0: is this bad like you know, it's, you know it's not you know it's not good you know it's not good when you pull up to mcdonald's no, you're making not. a mistake It's a mistake. yeah you pull up like, exhaust pumping out that fry smell you're like i really shouldn't be here i have a number four um uh, <laughs> <Right. Fats, laughs>
1: but yeah so like it, it again to an extent right there's like that there's that blurred line for personal training there's that blurred line for um, I guess like the, the coaching aspect of it, because you are a life coach you're you're a sleep coach sure. you're uh a, a, a nutrition coach you're not a nutritionist you're um a behavioral coach, almost like a life coach altogether right um, sure. and then also you coach certain movements in the gym um so yeah, people say personal training i don't i don't see it like that <laughs> we are, we are way, it's like a we are way more than you know we are way yeah. more
0: than that bro people say that I want, like, I want my own
1: uh I want my own like uh hashtag. like I am more than the personal trainer you know
0: like, I think that's a good hashtag like, more than a PT dot 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 life changer like, I, like I said it I said it to somebody when I was doing some arrogant stuff um it's not typically my personality type but every now and again you gotta get in that bag just to let them know you can't and they're like, you just work in the gym and train people all day. I was like, first of all, I'm changing lives. All right. <laughs> just, Ouch. Like, Ouch. I, was, I know it was it was it was, was cold blooded. I was like, like, like I covered up. I'm not gonna lie, I had, yeah. I, had, I, had like, I had like a crowd on the inside, it hurt me a little bit. It was it was, it was, it was an ego shot. That's what it was. Yeah, it was like it was almost like saying all you can do is be a trainer. That's how I heard it. That may not be what yeah. they meant, that's definitely how I received it. And right that could be, you know, insecurities, and any number of things. You can psychoanalyze it, how much you want. But it was just Definitely. like, my job's so hard. I was like, yeah, I feel you. It was like, what are you talking about? You just work in a gym all day. I was like, okay, ooh, 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 <sighs> venomous, venomous. But I was like, you know how many people I interact with on a daily basis? Like, I think my impact, if you do like a ripple effect, is more substantial than what you're doing. I'm changing yeah. lives. Like, if I help this woman, get whatever she's to get from this experience. She's a right. better wife. She's a better mom. And then her kids get the benefits of that. They go to school. They're better. They're an immediate friend group. I was like, you are talking like, all I do is say, do two more squats, high five, crush a protein shake, and post a picture on Instagram. Have I done that? Yes. Maybe once or twice. It's not important at this moment, but, <laughs> but, but it's, more, it's more through it than that. Yeah. Like, we're, Way changing,
1: more.
0: we're changing lives. And you probably had this before. I know I've had people, clients tell me, Our interaction is some of the most valuable communication they have because it it seems to be mostly for moms, not for dads as much. Because at a certain point, when you're a mom, your friend group is moms, right? Your friend group is moms, and then couple stuff. Hey, the the Johnson couple wants us to go to lunch with them, so it's a couple thing. Or our kids are the same age, why don't we play a sport together, whatever. And at a certain point, they lose the woman and just merge with just mom and wife. And they're right. not the woman anymore, and so yeah. interacting with I never bring up a client's kids unless they're like sick. Like, hey, how's Joshua doing? Oh, he had the flu. He's better now. Because obviously, if the kid has a flu, you're not in a state of mind to work out. You're just right. like you looking at your phone, looking for the doctor's phone call. I get it, like that part of it. But aside from that kind of thing, I don't ask about husbands. I don't ask about kids. How are you doing? What are you up to? How's Shirley? How you feeling? And they right. they by the end of it it's like, man, I had all these thoughts about like my husband and my kids, whatever, whatever, but who am I gonna bounce it off to? My husband about our kids, my kids about my husband, <laughs> like nope. my sister in law who's married to whatever like to just okay. have an I don't I'm an impartial wall. I'm just a dude. And so yep. like they find value in that experience and they can take it back to their real life and just for an hour unplug from their normal matrix of mom and wife and just right. be karen which is just a a funny name i don't even know anybody named karen (laughs) i just like saying it yeah no i hear you bro i hear you no definitely definitely
1: i I mean i i guess that shot too bro like when people when people hit you with that uh it's most of the time they don't they haven't experienced having a coach before Mm -hmm. you know like i think we all have had a a situation where you know in our lifetime whether we were kids or you know um, going through life or, or whatever part of life you're in, uh, playing a sport or, you know, life coaching or whatever it is, when you have a coach and how much value that person brings to your life. Like mm-hmm. I still remember, I still remember my high school coach, you know, like yeah, for us. I had one, one high school coach when I first started playing football, uh, in high school as a freshman, I, I ended up going to the, the varsity team and I had to like beat, I had to beat like a, a senior out. Nah, I'm
0: just saying like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm messing with you. I'm a comic. I got to get these jokes <laughs> yeah. out. I got to get these jokes <laughs> out. So,
1: so I had to, like, get – I had to beat this, this senior out for the starting position. And in my head, I'm like, no, I'm going to get that, you know. And my coach was like, okay, like, I see what you – you got a lot of potential. Like, the only way you can, you know, beat him out is if you outwork him, you right. know. And, and every single day, to be perfectly candid with you, he was – not a nice guy. But <laughs> he would he would, you know, test me out, call me all these MF or thing and, you know, but would really coach me and really teach me how to play the sport or really teach right. me how to be a really good linebacker, you know? Um and I still I still think about it every day. I'm like, yo, like that shaped the rest of my career as, you know, as a as a player. That shaped who I was as like how I approach certain things that are that are hard in life or that are obstacles that are in my life, you know. Um he was just a coach, right? He was just a ball coach, but you know that ripple effect that you talk about—it really shaped who I am today, you know. And that's not the only coach that I, I guess I would say no. was a, a a big you know factor in my life. But you know, as coaches, man, like if you if you have somebody with a thirty thousand foot view that can say, you know, you need to move this over here, and you're in the thick of things and you really can't see nothing, and they're telling you where to go, right? that is so valuable, bro. Like it's, it's, it doesn't, it, you can't put a price tag on it, you know?
0: It's a, it's a special uh, experience. And I think of coaches. And when you were talking about that, for some reason, I thought about a teacher I had, cause I've had coaches too, but my coaches were always, uh, I mean, I was a hard worker, so they liked me. Like they, yeah. so it wasn't like, if you work hard in a given sport, I think your coaches generally will like you cause you're working hard. They may ride you. Like, you can go harder than that, but you, you know, when they're just like, Go to 105% versus you're slacking. I think if you're slacking, they're coming at your neck. Because, like, why are you even out here slacking? But right. I had a teacher. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to say his name. I, I thought about it. I was like, Should I say it? No, nah, whatever. <laughs> it's like, and is good, an important thing. And, like, I've always been like a good math and science kid. Just, like, for some reason, not something that I even want. I never wanted to go into a career in it. Never really thought about being a scientist. It's just, it makes sense math makes right. sense and a lot right. of science is based on math and so they just kind of go hand in hand right. chemistry is a little different but like physics for sure anyway right. uh i had a teacher who was a pre-calculus teacher and he like he was like the smartest I ever met in my life like smartest at least in math like he right. was like i'm talking you could just you can bring a problem of a subject he wasn't even teaching on up to the front of the class. So he could look at it, do 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 do, and he can solve it. Like he challenged us to do it, like, bring me a problem. Someone brought him like some AP physics stuff, which is like a two grades ahead of us. He's like, Oh, this is velocity. all right, cool. And just was like, I got it. Right. He was actually okay. he, but he was like but he was an engineer in real life and then became a teacher. Okay. So Fair like enough. It's his life. <laughs> so his life was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, he, he became a teacher just to be a teacher because right. he has spent a career as an engineer. And he is like, so he gets every aspect of math kind of thing. Never got to be in his life. And I remember, like, in our school, you can go from pre-cal to stat, which is what most people did, or go to mm-hmm. like calc or like ap calc. You had like right. a couple of different tracks. And stat was the easiest because it's like, it doesn't really relate to pre-calculus at all. And it's, right. But it's still like, I got A in statistics, whatever, cool. Yeah. And I was like, all right, maybe I should do stat because, you know, senior year, I already got AP Lang and I got AP physics. Well, I ended up taking physics too, but I was like, I want to just keep having all these extra classes. I'm already here in college. Like, I already got accepted. Right. I already knew no I had a scholarship. And he was like, I want you to go for this. Just for his own, like, he just edified me. He's like, listen, you can do this. There's no reason why you shouldn't go for it. And I was like, but it's hard. <laughs> it's like, cause I was like 17. I'm like, come on, right. man. I gotta think about prom baby. I don't got time yeah. to be getting cheated no. and stuff. It's was like, You <laughs> see that girl? There's one girl, I was like, I like her, she's so cute. Yeah. I gotta yeah. make move. And he was just like, I've been around math a long time. I know people who have it, who don't have it. And you got it, it'll be a shame if you don't use it. And it's like, he didn't even try to shame me into it. He was like, if you don't do it, you're fine. But I don't know if anyone's ever told you that you can go for it, and I was like, "All right, man, you just why you why you being this guy?" Why he
1: charmed you being, into. He
0: charmed he, you into. Yeah, he empowered you. He, he empowered me. That's what it was. Like all my teachers were like, "Oh yeah, you can. You'll get, probably get an A or a B in whatever class you go to. Do what you do. Find what works for your schedule. Pick a teacher you like, because there's some teachers that you just like the teacher, even the subjects, yeah. whatever. For and sure. um, so I end up doing AP calc. I got a B in the class. Uh. <laughs> Did not I did not get a three on that AP, though. That AP was real. <laughs> <laughs> AP was so real. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that AP blew Boom. my socks off. But the class itself, right. though, I got to be yeah. in it. Right. I remember, like, he taught us about, like, compounding interest and that kind of stuff in class, which was not part of calculus at all. But <laughs> when I got a chance to get a 401k at our job, yeah. that For was sure. the first, I thought, I was like, wait a minute. This is what he was talking about five years ago. I remember this. He said. on it. He told me, basically, you want to start as early as possible because of compounding interest. You putting more money in later doesn't compound as much as you getting in early. And he explained it with math. And he was like, the class was like, what's all these zeros? And he was just like telling us how he saved up his account and that kind of thing. And I was like, oh, I remember him doing the math. It made sense. And right. so the first chance we got at Equinox to, like, invest in one, I hopped on it. And right. I, I knew it was a, it was a no-brainer. And yeah, what's up? But that's because of something he told me in 11th grade. Now yeah. I'm like 24, 25 years old. Like, wait a minute, is this oh, what he's talking about? Saving money and by the time you're 60, actually having a Nest egg and not depending on Social Security and just Facts. trying to live on 2000 a month type. It was. Facts, bro. It's dope, man. Yeah. Big township.
1: There's, right. a, there's a little adage also for, for that to talk about compounding interest, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, there's two brothers, right? And the dad uh, says, you know, I can give you a million dollars right now, or I can give you a uh, compound interest. I'll give you a penny right now, and I'll give you compound interest on this for the rest of your life. Mm. So, you know, one brother takes a million dollars, the other brother takes the, the penny with the compound interest. And one brother's like, oh, I can do this with this and move this here and move that there and start a business, and blah, blah, blah. You know, long story short, the, the brother that had the compounding interest ended up giving the brother that took the million dollars alone after you know 60 to 90 days he's like oh wow like i didn't realize how big you know how strong compounding interest really is you know if you double your money every single day over and over and over and over again you're gonna have money for life so uh, definitely definitely huge uh especially when it comes to like our community and, and finance but
0: that's what i'm saying and this is actually a black teacher which has made it i think that's why he did it because like he was a great teacher for everybody everybody's like he's so smart whatever but he definitely i think he saw something he was like i gotta like no one ever taught me anything like that before like as much as i was in magnet schools and like ap programs and i was like i was always been like you know that kid like the little i wore glasses all that good stuff whatever but no one taught me that no one taught me about taxes like they taught me they taught me how to balance equations like all right cool i know how to use the midpoint formula (laughs) <laughs> What's it gonna do in real life? What
1: am I gonna do with that, bro?
0: It's like I haven't used midpoint or the quadratic formula once as an adult person, not a single time. I've been looking for places to use it. Nothing to no. do with it. No, actually, no, I it never, <laughs> never, never, it's never happened. It doesn't come up. I think I used slope one time because <laughs> sloping like, like, but like it doesn't really apply to real life. But the idea of compounding interest applies to real life, the idea of investments, the idea of like having a savings separate from like whatever money like those kind of talks is not something you're privy to and i think right. he just was like if i give this kid the knowledge and he doesn't use it fine right all you can do is give somebody the tools if you don't use the tools you don't use the tools if i give you the tools and you use them to be great maybe you can take that same knowledge and give it to somebody else and then they learn sure. the tools and you keep building up and that's goes back to habits because that's how we wrap this whole conversation up if you don't know the habits to make yourself better then how can you instill those in somebody else you got to find your own habits stick to them get the results and then tell people these are the habits i used to get to where i am if you follow these habits or find some that are more you know germane to you it can help you get to where you want to get to but you have to have something no one just makes it (laughs) i'm just gonna make it like i'm in la we all everybody wants to just make it i'm gonna just get a record deal like i don't worry. You don't just get a record deal. It's being in the studio, it's making songs daily. It's rewriting songs. It's connecting to the certain people. And it's like it's a whole there's a process to it. And you may never make to where you want to make it. There's there's some element of luck to it, but right. you have a better chance being process driven than you do of some manna falling from heaven. And it's like, oh cool, right. I got a record deal. Now yeah, I can just be works. that person. Like it's even if you no get way. it, you may not, you may not keep it. How many people go broke after one record? All the time. Because they didn't have any kind of program or infrastructure, they just got a deal. You could be, you could be the the Quan of rap. Like everybody nope. in the club get tipsy, and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, you heard from Jay Quan in the last decade? Nope. No, <laughs> because he didn't have anything <laughs> backing him up. Right. And that's like, it's a simple example because everybody knows Tipsy, and it's like, oh, I remember that song. But yeah. then it's like the Lil Wayne's have been around since like '98. Yeah. Twenty twenty you still know who he is. Snoop's been around right. since like nineteen ninety. It's like there's a, there's a talent, there is a work ethic. Like Pharrell's been around for however long Pharrell's been around. I don't know how old Pharrell is. I think he's I think he's eighty eight years old. But
1: anybody knows Pharrell.
0: So. No one knows anything about Pharrell. Like he's yeah. eighty-eight years old, he wears big hats. But exactly. he's a, he's been making hits forever because Correct. the work. Because of the right. habits. I'm sure, like, when he goes in the studio, I'm sure he goes about it the same way each time. He comes in, right. probably, be like, here's a song, repeated a couple times, like, or some sample. Then, like, it's like it's a process to it. And right. all you can do is find just your, your own, try to impart that to somebody else, and hope they find their own set of habits to get them where they're going to get to it. If they don't, then you did your part. And you just right. charge it to the game.
1: Yeah, for sure
0: not for everybody yeah. but we're gonna wrap up the pod you can stay on after this we're gonna keep chatting but i want to wrap the pod up do you want to how can people find you like let's, let's let's give you some plugs right now oh yeah yeah, yeah. like like the dj plug oh, so you can find me <laughs> on <laughs> yeah man you may, have, you may have seen me on uh on bird road <laughs> you, might, you oh. might have heard me on you might have heard me in brickle <laughs> uh
1: Oh, yeah, I'm in I'm in Coral Gables, uh, two seven three Alhambra Circle. My my business name is Old Bull Athletics. You can find us on Instagram at Opal Athletics, um, as well as uh, my personal page at frankietelford.com, excuse me, at frankietelford uh, for Instagram. Um, I do have a personal uh, website at frankietelford.com and oldbullathletics.com is also up there. Um, if you have any questions for me specifically, feel free to shoot me an email or you know. Uh, direct message me on either account.
0: I, I run both accounts. So, uh, yeah, pretty that's much it. A, that's, that's a drop right there. Where can we find you? Boom, boom. All oh, right, you can find me right <laughs> <laughs> on the corner. <laughs> find me on the corner getting these squats in.
1: Oh, my God. Shot to squats, bro.
0: Shot to squats. Guys, thank you for tuning in for another episode of Unofficial Therapy Podcast. Uh, Again, this is available on the podcast app. It's available on Spotify. Uh, Listen, tell your friends, repost, do all that good stuff. We appreciate the support. We'll see you guys next time. Find your habits. Take care.